Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. And on Thursdays, we bring those fabulous females. We've got one today. She's coming to us from north of the border. But every day what we do is we continue to address the issues between food production and food consumption. Granny, Margaret McKay, how are you? Good morning, Trent. Mackay. Yes, I, got, I said it. I know it, and I said it wrong anyway. Mackay. <laughs> oh, if you're not the first one, and I'm pretty sure you're not going to be the last one. Yeah, but I know. Say- <laughs> I know the difference, and I still just said it wrong. Oh, it's funny when people say to me, "Oh, you meant Mackay." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mackay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, with all of this Scottish glory you have. Uh, we just did a tour with two guys from Scotland, and you were nowhere to be found. No, no, I wasn't. I was actually in Scotland there for a while, uh, for about a month here, just a short while ago. I would have loved to have got down and seen um, Andrew, but he is at the far end, and I was at the far north. And it doesn't seem like it's a big distance, but oh my gosh, in that country, it is a big distance. Not for somebody from Alberta. You can't tell me anything in <laughs> Europe is a big distance. What's wrong with you, Granny? Well, it is when you're when you don't drive and you don't have a vehicle and you're trying to maneuver all these buses and trains and plus I've got so much family. It took me a month just to see them all. So I hadn't been there in three and a half, almost four years. And so that never happens. The Mackay clan is pretty large. Is that what you're saying? It is. I've um, actually got more family and friends in Scotland. Um, I would have moved there if my kids would have moved there. Okay, but you may have missed my point. Andrew was here in the United (laughs) States. You could have come from Alberta to Bismarck or Broken Bow or (laughs) Brush. You could have flown into Denver and been in Brush. No, you didn't even do that. Well, until I can bring four men that are currently residing in the remand centers i can't leave alberta to to go too far anymore i i had to have a break and i went and saw my family in scotland but um i want these four men to come down with me wouldn't that be nice okay so let's start at the beginning let's go back oh my gosh to coots what happened <laughs> okay we're, we're going to back up um i ended up i was part of the the convoy that went to ottawa back in january of 2022 I saw the lies of the government, the police, the media. I saw a whole lot of lies. And uh, so when that all broke up, I was heading back to Alberta and I heard about some men that had been arrested at the Coots demonstration here in Alberta. So I started asking some questions. Who was arrested? Are they still in jail? And nobody knew anything. Mm. It was absolute crickets. So a few more weeks went by, I'd ask again. And then I think it was in about June of 2022, I saw a TikTok video that said, okay, everyone, everybody's out of jail from Ottawa. Let's focus on the men that are in in jail here in Alberta. And I went, there we go. We have four men in a remand centers in Alberta. So then I started searching for their names. Yeah, that was like, yeah, like, February, March, April, May, June, five, five months, months later. Five months later. Yeah. It took me that long to find them. And I, I'm quite connected in the the freedom world. And um, I couldn't find them. And then, and everybody, so 
then I finally found their names. Then I started sharing who they were. Then family and friends started reaching out to me to find out who is this lady sharing information about their family members and friends. Not only just this lady, who's this grandma? It, exactly. And, you know, and that's the thing. Uh, I, <laughs> I go by Granny McConaughey. And I've done that way before 2020, back in the day. Like, I've, I've always had that emails with Granny McKay. I just like the sound of it. So it kind of stuck. There was this Granny McKay out there yelling from the rafters. And I found out people were running away from them. And I thought, why are you running away from four men in a remand center? Like, why aren't you screaming about them being inside these places? And I started hearing the rumblings of, well, you know, they're not necessarily innocent. And I went, whoa, whoa, you're innocent until you're proven guilty, not presumed guilty and sentenced. Something right. a little backwards here. So then I started getting to know the family and I started to get to know Gra the Granny, innocent of what? At this time, were there charges filed? Yes, there were, were. There were charges right from day one. So initially they were charged all separately. Like they, they, they've made it sound like they were together, but they weren't. Mm -hmm. They were all arrested individually. And one was actually arrested four hours from Coots. So when they got arrested, um, they were charged with mischief. Then the next day, um, except for Jerry, Jerry was uh, initially charged and he's the one four hours away, were charged with conspiracy to murder RCMP officer. Now, that's a pretty heavy charge. Yeah, and but that is right the from the playbook of the United States federal government. If they don't have another charge that they actually think they can make stick, they always throw a conspiracy to do something, which is ridiculous. But it's the same playbook. Yeah, it's it's brutal. And everybody ran from them. Nobody wanted anything to do with them. So I finally I started talking with the man on the phone. And I started uh, getting to know the family, gotten to know the friends. And then I thought, I better go to these remand centers because um, they just know my voice. Like Chris, Jerry, Tony and Chris only knew this granny by her mm -hmm. voice because I'd never met them before. They knew nothing about me. So I went to each of the remand centers and I met each of the men so they could see the face to right. the woman that's screaming from the rafters for them. And, and here when, we are now. And when did you do that, Margaret? Okay, well, I started, like I said, I started, um, I went and saw them. It would have been, oh my gosh, it's been a long time we've been doing this. Um, it would have been a year ago. So you went, went to around. see them a year ago? Yeah, yeah. And here we are, uh, halfway through November, a year and a half later, more than a year and a half 641 days ago, these men were arrested. And nothing's happening. Nothing's happened. Their trial has now been set for May 27th, 2024. It, you, there are good elected officials in Alberta, but nobody nobody's doing any, nobody wants nobody. to do anything. Why? No. I, and I'm asking this, obviously we have our own parallel with J6. And to be honest, Granny, I don't even know how many people, men or women, are still locked up from January 6th, so the same time frame. Exactly. It's the best kept secret. You'd think it's the biggest um, events in history. We would hear a little bit more about it. The 
media doesn't vote it at all. They blame it because there's publication bans on any kind of pretrial motions um, uh, in the courtroom. But you can talk about due process. You can talk about uh, conditions these men are living in. They're living in purgatory. I, people need to understand this is not jail they're in. They are in a remand center, which is typically you might be in there for 17 to 30 days top end. But these men have been in there for 641 days. So they, they don't have the normal luxuries as you do get in a jail. Like they're literally, um, Tony has no craft room, no hobby room, no nothing. He writes people. He's got a Bible and a pen and that's all he has. And the other guys have the luxury they can do some beading or a little bit of painting. But trying to keep their mental health strong, that's a full-time job. We have people writing them from all over the world right now to help them with their mental health. Because, because that's clearly all they're abandoned. trying to accomplish is break them down mentally. Mentally and financially. Well, yeah, the financial burden's got to be astronomical, but that's where you've been helping. Yeah. So so to date, I've raised, and when I say I, that is me and the public. I was just an avenue for people to listen to. So there would be fundraisers, say, in Grand Prairie. So they would raise some money, and then I would get it to the four families. I kind of became that middleman person back in November of 2022. With the family's permission, working with the family, and working with the man. So mm -hmm. We've just raised over 300,000, but you got to divide that by four. Yeah. So they've each just received, you know, 75,000 ish dollars. And Tony has sold off all his equipment, all his uh, gravel trucks and everything. He's into it for $600,000 so far. And he's going to need another 600,000 to get through it. Granny Mackay, we'll be back with more at Rural Route on this terrible situation that's happening far too often all around the world, but particularly in the United States and Canada. Back with more after this. Let's talk about sprayer technology, and I'm talking about utilizing Apache sprayers to minimize the pest. And we're talking about weeds, which are plants out of place, and we're talking about insects. Most importantly, the Apache sprayer has the people behind the scenes. That would be High Plains Apache in Mandan and Fargo and Simpson Farm Enterprises throughout Kansas and Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas. SimpsonFarm.com. Give them a call. See what I'm talking about. Ask about the new machine that Trent drove. No, they wouldn't let me drive it. Why wouldn't they let me drive it? SimpsonFarm.com. Welcome back, Rural Route, Trent Luce, alongside Granny Mackay, joining us from Alberta. Um, how do you see this playing out? I mean, and and if you're going to continue to be the Lone Ranger, I don't see this playing out any differently than it is currently. Well, I, there's loads of people helping, like maybe not stepping up and standing up front like I do. A lot of people are scared. A lot of people are scared to show their faces. A lot of people don't want to donate online. A lot mm. of people just want to donate cash because they don't want their name attached to it. People are afraid. And that, and that was by design also, as we know, bank accounts were shut down, people were arrested. And this is a solid message to the people of Canada and the world. These men have been in there for 641 days. It could easily happen to you or me or anyone. So now people are afraid. 
you had to have had a, le- a level of anxiety yourself being as vocal as you have been. Oh, <clears throat> I don't go into groups. I, I stay pretty solo. Um, my family supports me a hundred percent with, with what I do. Um, I try to, people see me out, but I'm, I really stay to myself a lot. I just recently did, um, trust some people, Trent and, um, Got burnt for it badly, but um, that's a subject I don't care to, to delve into uh, because I'm not giving them any power. No fuel right. on that. On that, we we need to focus on the four men. So yes, I do have anxiety. I get hugged all the time, and the Albertans across this this province look at me and they say, "You're so brave," and I'm going, "I'm just doing what's right, and I'm trying to lead by example. I'm trying to get others to do." What I do, I try to give them suggestions. If we had 31 communities that raised $3,225 each, there's $100,000. Just trying to get people to do math and figure this out. We need to get creative. And and now, like, people, there's some outside entities attacking, and they're, they're killing the fundraising trend. Oh, yeah. I even had people sending me notes about you being nefarious and trying to help these guys and that you should not support you because you're not in, in it for the right reason. I know. I know. And and that's that's sad. And that's by design. And again, anybody that wants to help these men and that have a good heart and they want to do it from a good place, have at her. Just do it. But I'm going to yeah. read you something, Trent. This is this is the, the caliber of people that are trying to destroy what I, uh, I'm i doing. Please understand that her name is Margaret Grant. Or no, please understand that her name is Margaret. Granny is a persona. And she is a very, very smart woman who could, in a heartbeat, stop all of the trouble. Not only does she condone it, she is fueling it. It is amazing to me how people give her a pass because she has done some good, has gray hair, and cries. I know a very different side of her and I don't trust her at all. So when you get people sharing stuff like that out there in the public, it does, but we need to keep going forward and we need to ignore the likes of those people Yeah, because it's about the four men. And if we're focusing on me being attacked, then we're not helping the four men. So we need to focus on the men and, and things have changed. And I, and I tell the public, Change isn't always bad. Change can be good because sometimes you need to shake things up a bit to get the truth and to get people trying a little bit harder. So we're going to keep doing what we're doing. I, I've, I'm only known on Facebook, really, um, a little bit, of, but not in the Twitter world at all. And so I just keep doing the Facebook thing. And that's where the Alberta Political Prisoners page is. And that's where people can find out how to write the men letters. That's how they can find out how to donate. All different ways you can help. You need a venue other than Facebook to do this because, number one, you're being monitored every day in all your communications, who you're communicating with. And number two, when you get to the point where you're going to really generate some esteem, they're going to cut you off. I know. And this is the thing. As you know, I am just a grandma and a mom this is not my world i can communicate i can talk with people i can hug people i can go and speak on a stage now which that started out really scary but i've gotten better at it but i don't know this other world 
this is this is all foreign to me and I, like it's it's big and we know it's big because this is the center of the emergency act being put in on in this country these men are the reason that that went forward so we got we got the government right in the thick of this so we know without a doubt the intent is to deter others from taking a stand against the federal government they're being used as pawns to yeah. to show people don't come after us as a federal government or this is what could happen to you do we know anything about why these four were targeted you know and it's really random um sitting in the the courtroom and i've sat in all of the pretty much I would say 95% of the, the proceedings and Jerry, I have no idea why he was, he was picked because he was only there three days and a little bit. Um, and he was arrested four hours away. Um, two of the men are best friends. One of the men is an acquaintance, like, you know, how you get to know people at rallies and stuff. Right, He's absolutely. just an acquaintance. And, um, but three of them were, were deemed security because there had been an attack on generators to the trailers so these three took it upon themselves to drive around and they they were all working together to for the 24-hour clock down in coots area to mm -hmm. make sure nobody was coming in and vandalizing anything so they kind of got deemed and known as security um and then they were honeypotted i, I that's a term i never knew about um, honeypotted some, I, yeah, I have uh, a vision of what that may be, but yeah, tell me. Two, fe two female undercover officers came into play and they were cute. And um, they kind of went after one of the men, two of the men, but one for sure. I got honey potted one day, at, at least one day. And it was on a plane. And it was a oh very, yeah, it was a very similar situation. Uh, so it was in the middle of the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge situation, which occurred in Harney County, Oregon, uh, Ammon Bundy, Lavoy Finnicum, the late Lavoy Finnicum, Ammon and Ryan Bundy, the late Lavoy Finnicum, uh, were taking a stand for the Hammonds who had been wrongfully prison imprisoned on the land issue. I don't know if you knew or were paying attention to this. It was in January of 2016. I was at the refuge. I actually emceed um, uh, one of the one of the first public meetings that took place, which we had 400 people show up, and about 200 of those were media from around the world. And the next week, I had a speaking engagement in Atlanta, and I flew through Dallas Fort Worth, and just out of the blue, Granny, I got upgraded to first class oh well, that's weird i don't ever get upgraded to first class and they told me it was my lucky day and this beautiful woman was sitting next to me and she was masterful at what she was doing she had a book in her hand and she acted like she was wanting to read a book she never opened a book and she just wanted to lure me into and she was a, a wife of a Lutheran minister and she was on a mission trip. And I mean, all the things that would just been music to my ears. Right. And the entire time she was garnering information from me. That was different than the honey potting that these guys had. I know for a fact, but it was still the same premise. And it's obviously the MO of this cabal that we call law enforcement. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, so there were, and again, because we can't get to trial, we can't, there's four stories. Chris, Jerry, Tony, Chris all have individual stories and they can't get to trial to share their story. They can't share anything. So yeah. every, like the crown just keeps throwing disclosure, 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 like it, this is going on forever. And it, and because it's a federal charge, um, Jordan Act isn't till August, it's 30 months. Now it looks like they're trying to push towards the Jordan Act because if you don't have the good evidence and you've only, and things are gonna get thrown out, you gotta get to Jordan Act, right? So they're just stalling. Everything's a stall. If you were in the courtroom, you would be appalled. It yeah. is disgusting. I, I can imagine. Been there, done that. We'll be back. Second half. Granny McKay after this. Let's talk about Cross Diamond Cattle Company. Scott and Kim Ford invite you to the ranch December the 11th for the bull sale. It's a bull and female sale, actually. 250 Red Angus bulls. These are not yearling bulls. These are bulls that got some age on them, and they're ready to go to work. The Red Angus genetics that Ford's put forth are known to be no-nonsense cattle that get the job done in the environment you put them in. And 450 Red Angus influence bred females. That's what the sale offering looks like. Go to the website, get more details about that. CrossDiamondCattle.com. CrossDiamondCattle.com. The Cross Diamond influence is making its way throughout the country. And you know what happens when you breed these great Red Angus females to a Piedmontese bull? You can be a part of the certified Piedmontese program. And as a consumer, you can reap the rewards of the tenderness aspect. Go to the website, pbbeef.com. It's not PB. I don't know where that came from. CP Beef, certified Piedmontese, cpbeef.com. Have it delivered directly to your door. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Luce, Granny Mackay joining us from Alberta, wishing she lived in Nebraska. We have problems too, you know, Granny. Oh, I know. I've watched your show. I, well, I haven't watched it for a while. Why? To be honest. I, you, this has got to stop. I know. Like I get up at five in the morning every day, sometimes earlier. I feel like I'm trying to catch up all the time, trying to, you know, raise awareness and, and uh, just try and help these guys. I talk to them every day. Well, not some of them I talk every day. Some might be every second day. Some it, it varies, right? Mm -hmm. If they get locked down, uh, because remand's a little bit of a different schedule. And um, it's all, it's time consuming. Like my daughter looked at me the other day and she says, I want my mom back. But she also wrote the foreman and said, here's 10 fun facts about Granny Mackay you probably don't know. And then she also said, I'm gladly, I will gladly share my mom with you. Yeah. So How old is this she? is life. Hmm? How old is she? 37. Okay. Um, I just want to put it into context. You might be a grandma, actually. I am. I have a nine-year-old that's on the floor right in front of me right now doing something with his homework. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't see any gray hairs. I think that was a lie. Oh, oh there's a lot of gray hair oh, in there. there's I'm more gray hair in my mustache than your entire head. <laughs> I'm proud of every gray hair I have. Because I'll so, tell you, there's a lot of gray hair fighting for these men out there. Let's uh, Let's look at the bigger picture for a moment. And people often reference the Canadian trucker convoy. You've had time now to reflect back upon that. It was that experience, I believe, that brought us together. Yes. Um, 
what, what's your assessment of the whole situation now, looking back on it a year and a half later? Boy, um, you, you know, you look at the, the whole situation, the big picture. You know, sometimes you wonder if we were led to, to have this happen to some level. Maybe it got a little bit bigger than they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe the government wanted something to happen. And I do believe they made it happen. Um, I do believe even like we were talking about actors in, in Ottawa, I had a, a lady come up to me all wrapped up in her scarves and her toque and whatnot. And she says, uh, Antifa's over there. And I said, yeah, okay. And she looks at me. She goes, Antifa's over there. And I said, they are welcome here. They are welcome to stand there and listen and hear what the speakers have to say. And she was just like, and then that person moved to the next person 10 feet over. And, and tried to incite something thing. again. Yep, yeah, they were. We bought, We policed ourselves because there were agitators everywhere. And um, But we didn't go for it. And now the lies are coming forward. The government did this, and I, I will say it out loud, and there's four men paying the price for it to set an example for the rest of us. And um, what, What's most interesting are. about that, Granny, is the fact that uh, for those in the U.S. that don't know geographical hit or geographic geography of Canada, Coots is a long way, and Alberta is a long way from Ottawa. So, in context, it's it's like being in uh, Colorado as far being as far away as as D.C. That's about the equivalent. And they don't have these. I'm going to call them political prisoners because they are. They don't have these political prisoners for somebody in Ottawa that was at the Capitol. No, they got somebody that was on the border a thousand miles away trying to take mm-hmm. a stand that they're using as political prisoners. I, I don't that uh, I do know what it is. I'm going to answer it after you tell me what you think it is. Well, they had to have two, two, two of something going on in, in Canada. So you had Ottawa and you had the coots. I, I, I don't know the exact thing. And I do believe Ottawa was, was plan A but plan A got stopped. And so now we're going to go to plan B. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure. I, again, I'm just assuming myself from what I hear. Um, but uh, again, Alberta is the strong point of Canada. You know, Alberta's your guys's Texas, let's say, you know, like we're, we're supposed to be the. Hold it right there. Freaking Texas isn't the end all be all <laughs> standing for freedom. What the heck do you think the rest of the Great Plains of America they is? Us, they always refer to it that way. <laughs> OK, but I think I think you're on to something right there. I think that's what it is. If you have a, the political prisoners in Ottawa, it's it's easy to people in the western half of the Canada, excluding British Columbia, if the western half of Canada to forget about it, out of sight, out of mind. If you have these political prisoners right in the heart of where people have that rebellious spirit, and that would be the plains, you know, the parts of Manitoba, all of Saskatchewan and, and Alberta, you put it right in their face. And so it's going to resonate more if those political prisoners, prisoners are from Alberta with the people who they want to suppress more so than yeah. if they're in Alberta or in Ottawa. I'm sorry. Well, and right now in Ottawa, there's two. There's a lady from Alberta, Tamara Leach, and we've got Chris Barber from Saskatchewan are on trial in Ottawa right now. So it's kind of coincidental. We've got Alberta and Saskatchewan on trial. 
in Ottawa. And then we've got our four political prisoners going in through Alberta. what they're going through here. I think you just verified what I said to be true. Yep. And I had Chris Barber on the air when that situation was taking place, thanks to you. He's uh, like, they're going through a lot. They're dragging it out, dragging it out. They, And again, financially and mentally, this is taxing. Even the strongest of the strong are struggling right now. This is exhausting. And not to mention their families at home. It's a mental strain oh. on the man, but they have families at home. Seven children, seniors for parents, a wife, uh, a wife that never saw her husband for almost a year. They would not let her in the remand center to see him. He, she just recently got back on, and we're not sure. We've got, we've got some pit bulls in our corner here, and um, we're digging. We're digging hard, and we've got the public helping us with phone calls, emails, and letters. And when the public, and this is where it's important, the money is important, but the people are more important and the people are stepping up. We've got people from all across this country phoning and emailing when we need help. And the help is starting because these men needed help. The men had some medical issues. They've been in there for 641 days. There's gonna be some health issues happening. Mm -hmm. There's some, so we've got people helping and the whole remand system is just garbage trend. Like, and that's the other thing. We would have never known anything about this if it wasn't for these four men. So the four men are bringing a real light to the corruption in this country that none of us knew about. I have no, I have no knowledge of this world, but I do now. And so do a lot of people I, across this country. I still don't have a vision of what the remand center is actually like. Are they in, in, uh, uh, in, in solidarity? Are they in solitary confinement? Yep. At times when Jerry and Tony have to go to Lethbridge for trials, like for pre-trials, um, they're locked in segregation. Um, sometimes they go out one hour in the morning and one hour in the evening. They've done, I think Jerry's done, oh gosh, I don't know, like 90 days throughout the last 641 days. It's a nightmare. And and then they get strip shirt searched, which is not a pleasant experience. They get their 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 cells ransacked all the time. They have been living a li bloody nightmare. They don't have a criminal history. This is not their life. Yeah. And and it's it's been crazy. Uh, I even remember what you described is exactly what they did to Ammon Bundy when he was on trial for both the Oregon situation and then in Nevada, found not guilty on all accounts, by the way. But the other thing they did is they chained him to a uh, like a park bench for hours on end one day just kind of left him there well when these guys come to pre-trial they are shackled they they're thankfully they're allowed to wear some normal clothing because we fill the courtroom we make sure that courtroom's full every time they they appear because we want the judge and we want the crown to see we are watching them mm -hmm. and it's healthy for the men to see us yeah absolutely and Mm -hmm. So it's I, I can see where uh, so my experience in prison itself is that I four times I went to Louisiana State Penitentiary and Angola. And it got to be where the men I interviewed 120 inmates over that period of time. And the reason I went to Angola, Granny, is because they have a prison farm. They're self-sufficient in food. So it's an honor to be a farm worker. But you, uh, I would show up at, they have a rodeo 
and Angola. And I, I would go in conjunction with the rodeo, obviously. But you could tell these guys get such little interaction with the outside world that when when you when I would show up, they would remember every word we said last time I was there, and it was it would have been six months. Yeah. It, it's it's quite a study in human psychology, to be honest. Well, they have not touched soil, grass. They have not seen some. Uh, some of them have not seen out a window. They they have not seen. They're, when they get go outside, they're in a concrete, solid base with solid walls, and they have to look like that to see the sky. Mm -hmm. This is this is torture, and this is what we're hearing. The process is the punishment. And they and, and keeping these men. And then we've got a, another man that ran over a pylon and is facing how much time because they're classing it. He scared a police officer and he was from Coots. He's scared a police officer by running over a pylon and is he, facing time in jail now. He scared him. He scared a police officer when he hit the pylon. So now his truck, because he had a great big back truck mm -hmm. and the pylon are weapons. Uh, it's insanity. We have a guy. We have a guy who ultimately had to leave the country, um, Kit Laney, who at one point he was standing up to the federal government in New Mexico. They're trying to take his land, his ranch land, ranch land, and they actually arrested him for threatening a federal officer with a dangerous weapon. You know what the dangerous weapon was? Not a clue. Spurs on his boots. Wow. That Convic is grasping. Convicted him. Granny Mackay, we got to take a break. We're back with the last segment of Royal Route. You thought this couldn't get any worse. Oh, my goodness. It just keeps getting worse. More after this. All right. Let's talk about healthy living, choices we make. There's one supplement that I take every single day. It's called NO2U. Nitric oxide is the supplement. NO stands for NO nitric oxide 2, number 2, letter U. Trench your coupon code if you decide to order. I strongly suggest you go read up on why nitric oxide supplementation is vitally important. It's not just something maybe you should do. It's something everybody should do. There is no situation where I would say, no, I don't think you need more nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is a key component to healthy living for the brain, for the heart, for all hormonal function in your body, you know what I mean? It gets the blood flowing properly everywhere. Don't be fooled by the statin nonsense that'll kill you. Get on a path of healthy living. No2u.com. No2u.com. Trent is your coupon code. And go check out what Dr. Nathan Bryan has to say. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis, Granny McKay joining us from Alberta. You know, there's a lot of local officials that are dropping the ball on this situation, Granny. Why are people not going to bat for these men? They keep they keep sloughing it off on the federal. It's federal. I'm so sick of hearing federal. I call Daniel Smith out constantly. I call out the the justice. He's supposed minister. to be a good one, right? Well, apparently. But she can't do anything. I actually came toe to toe with her in a in a pub, and that sounds terrible. I had a conversation with her in a pub. Hey, I that's where the Constitution was born. Toe to toe yeah. in a pub, sometimes <laughs> fist to fist. You know, and she she looked at me, and I I wore a shirt with the four faces on the front, 
I found out she was going to be doing some kind of political thing over. And it was, if you can, the luck of it was three minutes from me. Well, I was flying out the door, throwing this t-shirt on me, got over there. I got just through the door and I heard her say, uh, her security say, she'll be here in a couple minutes. I was just got in the chair, saw her come through the door and I turned and I smiled at her and she smiled at me. And I said, do you like my t-shirt? And she says, oh, what have you got there? Innocent until proven guilty. And then she looked at me and she goes, I can't do anything. I said, oh, yes, you can. And then I introduced her to the man. I, I gave their story and who they were. And then she she says, are you the lady with the house from Coots? And I said, no, I'm Granny Mackay. And I'm the voice for the four men. And then I, I, I asked her if I could give her a hug. And I gave her a hug and I whispered in her ear. I said, please help these men. And then she went on her way. And heard nothing since. I just can't get my mind around that where everybody just turns a blind eye. I know. These are four Alberta citizens. These are her citizens. Mm -hmm. At least talk about due process. Well, you should go talk to Scott Mose in the same way. I think you would get farther. Again, what he's in a different province. I don't know. I, know, I don't know. But still, still, he, he, if he became a champion, it would make a difference. Yeah. Again, if he would just maybe talk should, about it once in a while, not even be a yeah, champion. Yeah. Maybe I should talk to Mark Friesen, and Mark Friesen's got a pretty powerful voice in that province, and uh, see if Scott Moe will listen to him. Yeah. And well, I was about. just, I became a, 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 I respected him when he took a stand against your federal government on the gun issues. He was fantastic. There I'm are partial, good people. I'm partial, I'm partial to Saskatchewan over Alberta. I got to tell you. <laughs> well, I'm from Saskatchewan, so. But yeah, you left. Right. But you left. Yeah, well, yeah, I came to Alberta. Like you say, the kids are here, so this is where I stay. Uh, yeah. My son's yeah. on the border. He's in Lloydminster, so he's right on the Alberta, Saskatchewan. But Who doesn't want to be from Moose Jaw? <laughs> oh, oh. But you know what, Trent? There's some strong voices out there. But there's many that ran and there's many that hid. And it's time they step up. You know, you got to take the hits. And I'm taking the hits right now. And I, But it's not going to stop me. People either believe in me or they don't believe in me. But I'm not, I've got the support of Chris, Jerry, Tony, and Chris. And I have the support of their four families. That's, that's enough for me to keep going forward. And I'm going yeah. to keep going forward. Well, I think it was Thomas Jefferson, and I'm paraphrasing, not quoting, who was talking about the representative republic, and he spoke that the challenge will be not in the people who misspeak, it, the challenge will be in those who will not speak. Yeah. Those that are failing to come to the forefront to be a part of the solution. So what do you suggest we do here for help? Well, here, um, here being south of the border. Well, letter writing is is pulling the man through like day by day you got to think 24 hours a day they are living this like mm -hmm. i'm gonna go out and i'll have a coffee with my daughter i'm living my life still but right. they're they're locked in they need mental support they need financial support too and and we'll keep plugging away at that but their mental health is they need people you know i think that you just told us what we need to do i think everybody who who's was moved by this situation 
I will make it bluestalesmedia.com. As soon as we get done here, I'm going to put uh, an address on that website. And if we just all send each of the four of them a letter, no matter how long or short, just yeah. a letter to let them know that we're praying for them. Sometimes you just need to say, I see you. They just need to know you're there. And and faith is pulling them through. Like two of them found found God. They found Jesus. They they they're in one teaches the longest standing Bible study in Lethbridge. The other one is a, a strong man. Tony's a strong man of God. So Chris Carbert and, and Tony Olianek, they're they're strong men of faith and they found it in the remand. They had a lot of time. They've read the Bible and life has changed for them. Uh, Jerry is, he's in Calgary. He's, um, he's a wonderful man. He speaks from his heart. Um, people love him. And Chris Lysick is our, is our six foot five, 300 pound gentle giant. And um, so there's some good people out there and there's some people trying to help him get a, a decent lawyer because he, he didn't have a good lawyer. So people are stepping up and people are trying to help but it's not over. Like they're still living it every minute of every day. So it's up to us, the people to help them get to the finish line. So I remembered you had two of the same name. You have two Chris's, a Jerry and a Tony. Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm serious about this address and getting letters to them. Do we send letters to them individually or send a individually? Package? And, there, and okay. there's protocol. Um, like I'll, I'll give you the, because it have it has to be ink, black or blue ink. It cannot be a gel pen. You can't have a label. You can't have glue. You can't have stickies. You can't have it smell. It has to be on white paper. It there are rules and regulations. There have been hundreds of cards sent back into their their locker, and their parents come and pick them up. They'll eventually get them, but wow. there's been hundreds of letters that never got to them because people don't hear you have to abide by the rules. Jerry and Tony don't have as strict as rules as Chris and Chris, but Chris and Chris have maybe got a, a third of the letters compared to Jerry and Tony. So I just say to everybody, just follow the rules and they'll get the letters. And if so you want them to write you back or phone you, put your mailing address and your phone number in the body of the letter, because um, the Chris's have had their mailing addresses, the return addresses torn off many times. Mm. So they can't write the people back. Right. Uh, so we have four minutes left, just so you know, Granny. Yeah. Life in Canada today. What, what What's the story on what day-to-day -day life is like? Day-to-day -day life? Compared to January, let's just do the same month, November 2019. November 2019, you're talking going into the COVID world? I'm talking about before everything yeah, happened. Okay. Before everything happened, obviously, the medical system is totally different. Um, COVID is is still um, being talked about. There's people still testing. There's people still, um, the masking isn't as, you see it a little bit, but not too bad. Um, I wish people would quit testing because if you've got a cold, you've got a cold, just stop. Um Overall, it feels fairly normal. Um, still, people are people have their head in the sands. They they don't want to they don't want to see things. It's like they they still move forward. Like my daughter says, you think any of my friends care about this? And that's the saddest part. I think is is people not caring. 
Um, these are four men, but th and that's my life. That, like I said, but right. otherwise, if you walk down the street or you go in a mall, you might see the odd mask. It feels fairly normal. Medical clinics are a bit of another situation and hospitals, but um, they're still trying to grab you that way. So, will the um, respect for the medical community ever come back? No. And I do think Danielle Smith is doing something there. She's she's splitting it into four now. So Alberta Health Services isn't at the top of the chain. They're they're going to divide it up into four. I, I don't know much about it because I really only focus on the man trend. Like my life is I live and breathe this and I dream it. Like mm -hmm. I, I can't I have no more energy to follow anything. Like I miss your show. Like I don't even it seems like I don't have time for anything anymore. I'm so focused on this. Um, it's completely consumed you. It has. I actually, I gave my life to this. I, and I did it willingly. Um, but we need to do that to stand up for what we believe in or or what's life worth, right? You, you got to stand yeah, up. Absolutely. At the end, you'll be judged on whether you did or did not. Whatever that did or did not may not may be. Yeah. And I'm leaning right. in, into faith now too, Trent. I've, I've started Bible study. I will be baptized at Easter. We got to lean. We got to lean hard for for um, what we believe in. I've said this many times in the past month, and I'll, it seems like the perfect time to repeat it. It appears as though that the tyranny of the world, whether it's named Trudeau or Biden or Swab, whatever the situation may be, is the best recruiter for the new Jesus revolution you could ever ask for. And it seems as though it's working pretty well. Yeah, I have to say, um, I always was, I always had faith, but now my faith is extremely strong. And um, I believe I was guided where I sit right now and I was guided to you 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 and I came into each other's life it was no coincidence and it was no accident thank you granny keep in touch and uh, we'll get that information on the website and people can send their letters yeah well Chris Jerry Tony and Chris thank you from the bottom of their heart thank you and their families yes granny Mackay a true champion standing for the truth period We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting food producers to food consumers. For Granny McKay, I'm Trent Lewis, both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. I want to invite you to a meeting. It's a free soil coalition meeting. It's going to take place in Neely, Nebraska on December the 5th. Antelope County is one of the few counties in Nebraska considering a CO2 pipeline permit to Summit Carbon Solutions. I'm encouraging you to come and get the truth about the plume study and more information is coming out about how dangerous this plume study is. It's not just another pipeline, folks. This is a pipeline that poses severe harm to anybody who lives in its path. That also reminds me that we need to stop the conversion of that natural gas pipeline to CO2 through Nebraska coming into the Julesburg and Denver formations under Cheyenne. If you're living in Cheyenne, you need to get on top of this and stay abreast of the information at freesoilcoalition.com. I take care of posting information there myself, freesoilcoalition.com, for full information. And I will have in here, just before you can even type it, I'm going to have the all of the information to send these guys a letter that Granny just brought, brought to our forefront. So... 
You have some homework assignments, engage and be a part of it. And if you want to be fueled properly, get some certified Piedmontese beef in you. We're going to make a new documentary about that. CPBeef.com. We will see you on down the dusty trail. It's the most tender beef on the planet. Just ask the bells.